It's never too soon to talk to a young TikTok star, Cooper Allen, today on the Music Universe podcast. Hey, buddy. Have you given up on TikTok yet? Uh, yes. <laughs> and by given up, you mean just given control over to your daughter and Brittany, right? Uh, yes. I actually deleted the app from my phone. <clears throat> We're going to have to have a talk later. <laughs> no, we don't. But I'm not getting into why I did that because people that are, are on these platforms at my age probably understand. But we're going to leave that alone. But I, I'm done. I, I am done. In fact, my daughter's like, well, if you're going to delete it, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, no, look, I said a lot of uh, not comparing myself to a celebrity, but a lot of people do not manage their own accounts. Mm -hmm. I said, Blake, Blake apparently has removed Twitter from his because he says inappropriate things at like all the time. <laughs> and that's what he says. And in this cancel culture world, there's a hint right there of why I deleted the app. Um, he didn't want to be in that position with opening more of his restaurants and, you know, oh, sure. music touring. He's obviously on the voice. So I, I don't blame him. I'm just done. At this point, still I am do it? done. Is Jesse still going to do it? Yeah, but honestly, I I am not that creative when it comes to putting that content out there. So she gives me ideas. I, I'll, I'll go with it, but she and Brittany are kind of doing it. Obviously, you have access if you want to do it. But I have my own on there, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm done. I'm sorry. It, it's not... I, hey, I am just each their I'm own, done. and I think Jesse can be Jesse and Brittany will be very creative with it. You can go yeah. sit in the corner and be a fuddy duddy. That's fine. No, um, I got plenty of other things I can do rather than. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, I, I was kind of it was kind of addicting where I'd I'd spend yeah. sometimes a couple of hours each night before <laughs> I went to bed just laughing my ass off at videos, and then, then it I got would too hear, political. It got too right. Political. Th right. Then I would hear more things about what was going on I'm like, okay i'm i'm not supporting this i'm done well in tiktok lingo you want to stay on the music side of tiktok lots of great independent country music artists on tiktok that are mm. really figuring out how to have their following grow their following keep their following convert their following to streams downloads purchases this chat with cooper allen you know we we have uh and he's a, he's got several million think between one and two million now uh tiktok followers uh, i watch his videos but i didn't i did not check how many followers he has as of this recording but he's somewhere between the one and 2.5 million range wow we we have on this show a, a lot of times artists and we kind of do the same interview talk about the new project talk about their history da, 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 da. this was really unique because we got to talk about using TikTok as a platform and whether it contributes to what Garth calls the inverse effect of streaming where it's the platform that rules all and the songwriters and the artists are at the bottom or if it helps artists, how it helps independent artists. It's just a really great conversation on the future of music and technology and how somebody is using it not just for clout but to really build their following and to really turn it into a career. He said something really interesting you'll hear in the interview. He said TikTok has brought back iTunes because even though Apple Music's 
streams don't pay out well and Spotify's notoriously don't either. Apple iTunes, people are going and buying the music because maybe they Interesting. don't maybe they don't have Apple Music, they go and buy it. So it's really interesting. He said, you know, I've never known a time when the writer was the king of the roost in the music industry. He said, so I'm just making do with the tools that I have. It's a fantastic interview. Of course, we talk about his music, what he wants out of his career. He's still independent. Um, he's communicating with some labels now because of some covers he wants to do. Uh, it's, it's just, I don't want to give the whole thing away. And then I have a rant that I want to do when we come back, but I just want you to listen to this this Cooper Allen interview, folks. It's it's really great. Cooper Allen, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, my man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a thrill to have you. I got to tell you, I listen to you every single day on TikTok. I see you jamming out in your car, <laughs> in your uh, in your apartment, wherever you are. I have to say though, TikTok's a little deceptive because. You make it look like you're just chilling out, living your life. You are a busy, busy man and a very, very active musician. Tell me how crazy life is right now. You know, um, life has certainly gotten crazy in, in the best of ways. You know, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate and, you know, you're blessed to be busy in this industry, um, especially, you know, since things are still a little weird with with COVID and whatnot and, and touring. It's mm -hmm. um pretty awesome to be busy even with all that going on and i'm very fortunate and um yeah it's been a good year man i'm writing all the time i'm in the studio all the time i'm doing content stuff um you know i, I kind of work from sun up to sundown but doesn't really feel like work when you love it that's absolutely great you know and that's exactly right why tiktok why tiktok that's a great question um so when quarantine hit in march um, I, I wasn't like that big on social media. I'd had a, a song do well on like some Spotify playlists and stuff, but you know, my numbers just weren't really there. Um, and I was gigging all the time. I was writing all the time and, and working really hard, but you know, I hadn't really built that audience yet. Mm -hmm. And so when quarantine hit, I, I can't just sit idle, but I'm not that kind of person. Um, I kind of need something to do all the time. So, uh, <laughs> My girlfriend had told me about TikTok, and I was like, uh, it's, it's stupid. It's just kids dancing. And then my <laughs> producer told me about TikTok, and I was like, oh, it's, just, it's stupid. It's kids dancing. And then um, I saw some other musicians kind of hop on, and I'm like, I mean, I just – I don't even know what this is. I don't even know if it's going to be good, but if I don't do it, I'm going to feel like an idiot. So I downloaded it and kind of messed around with it, didn't really understand it, um, did some stuff that did absolutely nothing, and then – it was like late April, early May, I had a video go viral. And I was like, oh, well, this is cool. Like it's getting a bunch of likes. Um, but then I started getting a bunch of followers and I was like, oh my God, like I already have more followers on this app than I do on Instagram, which I've had forever. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of decided then, you know, this seems like it could be a really, really good tool for growth and just to kind of build a fan base and get my name out there. I'm going to make this my full-time job since I don't really have anything else going on right now. Um, and so I just, I dug in man and uh, every day just putting time into it and thinking about it and, you know, had some more videos go off and then started having original music do well and then other stuff. And uh, the, the growth on the app is, it's just not possible on any other app. It's amazing how, how much you can grow and how, great of a tool it is for independent artists so 
I was very fortunate that I, I got in early and, and decided to spend my time on it. I love that. You know, it's funny you talk about how the growth is is different there than it is on other social media platforms. It kind of exists in a vacuum. You go to these different creators, and, and because of the way TikTok works, it can be very quickly that you get 100,000, 200,000, in your case, um, over a million, or you pass two million at this point. You know, it's it's very interesting. What are you seeing in terms of how that translate in translates into quote unquote real life interaction? Um, so, you know, touring is obviously not quite back yet. Right. I'm confident that it's going to lead to ticket sales. But in terms of like them going to stream your music, them following you on other apps, mm -hmm. them becoming fans of what you're doing. I mean, it's also it's a connection that's never been seen before on any other social media app. I mean, it's these people, they will, they're loyal. They'll go and they'll buy your music. I mean, they made iTunes relevant again, which who even knew that still existed. But <laughs> they'll go and buy your music and then they stream your Spotify. They stream it on Apple Music. And I've just seen like, I mean, multiple, you know, it's probably like a thousand percent growth of my Spotify numbers and all that stuff from TikTok just because, you know, they're, eager to consume music and this is kind of their first time of having real access to independent artists outside of what they hear on the radio and um you know america's really eaten that up and the country audience um certainly has and, and it's been just a beautiful thing now as much as you're comfortable talking about it you talked about treating it like your full-time job now obviously it's established for you on the platform the creator fund which we if you follow tiktok if you watch a lot of tiktokers some will talk about this. Are you part of it? And frankly, I'll just ask this, answer this however you want. How well does it pay when you have a million, two million followers? Um, so from my understanding, and part of this is laziness, part of this is just like a conspiracy thing. I just, I never got on it because when it first started, I heard that, you know, it was a rumor. I doubt it's true. If you're on the creator fund, your videos are less likely to get a lot of views um, because, you know, whatever then if your video gets a lot of views tiktok has to pay you i don't know if that's true i've heard it's not actually true but i never got on it just because i started getting on a roll and i mm -hmm. was like man i don't really want to mess with that and it's you know it, it's definitely money it's not it's not a ton it, yeah. it's not for me it wasn't worth risking the um views mm -hmm. i guess it, and you know i just kind of got paranoid about it and why uh why change anything to something that's working i've got friends who've been on the creator fund and it, it's cool um it's nice uh i guess some pocket cash and and maybe some people with you know huge huge accounts can make a ton of money off of it um but the real money from tiktok comes from them streaming your music and then like brands reaching out and doing you know influencer work for them or sponsorships stuff like that and then you know down the road a little bit ticket sales that that's where the money comes in is because they're becoming fans of you on this app and so they go and support you elsewhere i love that you know just a little bit more on this whole streaming thing and then we'll get to the music specifically but you posted a TikTok, i think it was yesterday or two days ago about seeing the streams and then seeing your bank account and that is an astute <laughs> yeah it's hysterical it's a funny TikTok, um and it's an astute observation it's one that people 
people don't like the, the streaming model. Garth, I think, Garth Brooks has the best analogy. It's become upside down. It was writer, yep. songwriter, fan, platform. Now it's the platform rules all. Um, does TikTok help or hurt that? You know, my whole philosophy, and maybe it's just because I, I came up on streaming and, you know, I wasn't in the in the industry when, you know, you can make a ton of money off of your, your songwriting. Um, it, my outlook is it's not going to change. It, it's really, we've entered this new streaming age of music and it's a whole lot easier for the uh, consumer to get music because of it. So because of that convenience, because of that ease, it's not going to change. And I think, you know, there are negatives to it in terms of the money and, you know, your royalties and stuff. But there are positives to it because, you know, it used to be if you didn't have a record deal, if you weren't on the radio, you know, if you didn't have that capital behind you, you were never going to get out to anybody. Right. Now, anybody can post their music onto these streaming platforms. It just kind of increases accessibility. Um, obviously, you know, if you get a million streams, you wish you got paid a lot more money. <laughs> but it's just not the way it is. And um, luckily with TikTok, you know, it's brought that iTunes back, which iTunes actually has a good payout. Um, so that's, that's helped a lot, but you know, it's not going anywhere. We just, as a songwriter, I've learned to just not complain about it and just try Roll to learn it. how to be, learn how to beat this system. Yeah, that's good. You know, one of the positives though of TikTok of the streaming world is that it allows independent artists like you to find that voice, find that platform, find fans, because your songs are as good as any that are out there from people that are actually on labels. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Who inspires you? Who inspires you as a writer? Oh, wow. Okay. This is a, it's an interesting and, and long list. Please. Um, yeah. So, I mean, music has been just so central to my life for such a long time. I'm the only person in my family that plays, but our thing has always been going to concerts, sharing music with each other, all that stuff. I mean, like my first favorite song was Follow Me by Uncle Cracker when I was four years old, yep. just because it was catchy as heck. And then I got into like a disco 70s phase and I wanted to play the trumpet. <laughs> then I got into rock and wanted to play the guitar. And then I got into 90s, early 2000s stuff. And then I got into country. Um, so my music taste is like so all over the place. Um, my favorite radio stations besides like the country ones are you know, like pop 2k and pop rocks, that stuff from like my childhood, um, in terms of writers that inspire me, I've, I've been mostly inspired by people I've seen live that put on incredible shows. Um, so kid rocks, my favorite of all time because of his live performance and his energy and his authenticity and connection to his fans and you know some stuff he says is crazy whatever but <laughs> i've just never seen anybody perform like him so he's always been a big one um i love kenny chesney i love eric church um guys like jaco and old dominion um then of course like miranda lambert Marin morris i mean there's a lot of really really good country music and it's, i mean hardy the past couple of years has been has changed the game for songwriting yeah. um so yeah, my, my influence is a, it's a long list and a giant conglomeration of everything that I've really ever listened to and just trying to bring, you know, a different perspective to the table, whether it's different lyrics or 
different song titles or different, you know, melodies that kind of bring in some of that um, outside of country influence. It's, it's kind of all over the place. I hope that answers the question. It, it does. It does. Because I listen to you and I think, oh, my God, good writing exists. Because bro country had kind of taken over. But I listen to you. Everything you do is creative. Very minimal loops, or if you use them, it's unnoticeable. Uh, the covers you do on TikTok, very, very creative. So thank you for being a young voice for writing in country music, because I think we need to get back to that. How old are you? I'm 25. God, you're younger than me. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> How I'm, old are you? I'm 26. Oh, but, my gosh. <laughs> but, That's oh my, awesome. My gosh. When you, when you were like Uncle Cracker at four years old, I'm like, that tracks. That's about right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are you working on? Full-length album, EP? What's coming? I know you're dropping music here and there, but in terms of an actual full-length project, what can we expect? Um, you know, with this whole streaming model, um, it's kind of a best practice for people at my level just to kind of keep cranking out singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe do like a waterfall conglomerate of, you know, my past couple singles plus a few new songs on like an EP. Um, I haven't totally thought about that. I'm still kind of in single mode and I'm sure by the end of the year, there will be a longer project out in terms of full length album. I just, it's not totally worth it for me. It'd be more worth it to release all those songs as singles. If I really like them all, um, and kind of put off a, you know, full big, album project for you know if when uh, a label comes into play down the road yeah i i that's awesome that is awesome and i gotta say too soon in particular i had that stuck i I love you and i hate you because i had that (laughs) song stuck in my head before it was even out thank you tiktok like i tell you between tiktok and that song i'm just i'm living in your head man and i've never (laughs) even seen your face yeah well well that's how it is with a bunch of the fans right you that's the goal you want to get in their heads you want them to know you even when they're not scrolling on their phones oh 100 percent. yeah it's kind of a weird concept when you think about it that way now i have a question and i don't want to call you a liar but are you pulling a fast one on your followers is that cover song actually going to drop may 1st or do you, or are you still waiting for the clearance? The, uh, the Ackerman song. Yeah. So I think I, I put May 12th on the pre-save link just to put down a date. We are um, waiting on licensing permission from Universal. Um, it's, you know, I, I wish yeah. it had happened weeks ago, but, we, you know, we finally got um, to the right people over there, and it's been a long process, but I, I feel good about it. But, you know, I don't want to early call anything. I don't want to, you know, because they could always say no, which I don't know why they would, but they could. So um, as soon as I get that permission, I'm 100% dropping it um, because, you know, that's the beautiful thing about TikTok is I put that out. The fans really liked it. So, okay, there you go. Let's put that out because they like it. It's like it's beautiful market research and you get to do what the fans want, which is why we do this in the first place. Exactly. Does that does that give you leverage as an independent artist with a – a big conglomerate like Universal, does that give you leverage? Um, well, yeah, it, it, you, you can, you know, say, you know, I have this much following. The mm-hmm. song has gotten this much traction. Um, you know, my numbers for some of these past songs here, they are, you know, 
and show them that this song is going to make money for, you know, Afroman and his team or whoever's collecting that money. Um, so it certainly does give way more leverage than just, you know, Joe Schmo asking if they could remix the song. Um, so hopefully it means something to him. And it gets you in front of a label. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's uh, as much as you can get your name rolling around um, and build that buzz. It's, it's all a good thing. Do you want a label or you want to stay independent? You know, in country, you definitely do need a record label, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at some point for radio and just to, you know, have a partner behind you that, you know, believes in you and, and fights for you in this industry. You do need it. Um, right now, uh, I've kind of found a groove and I'm enjoying having the flexibility of being by myself and kind of building that fan base to hopefully the point where when a label comes along, it's more of a, a partnership mm-hmm. than, you know, them steering the entire ship. Yeah. And I think it was an Ashley McBride interview that I heard where she was like, you know, I was really lucky because I had found myself and my audience and kind of my brand before anybody could ever tell me what it should be. So that's, that's kind of the, the cool thing about what we're able to do in this or what we've been able to do in this past year with TikTok and all this growth stuff is we can just kind of find our groove and then, you know, build up more and more leverage to get better deals and, and keep our stuff pushing out there and stuff. I love that. You know, with Ashley and then Garth came along and I don't think they ever freaking performed together, but he he kept doing Girl Going Nowhere as Guy Going Nowhere. He sang some of our other stuff. And I mean, that one, that girl just exploded. So, you know, it really is, it's all timing. And I think, I think for this generation, TikTok and really going at it the way that you are is, is going to be, is going to result in you'll hit it. You'll get your record label when the time is right. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, you get impatient when you're in the moment and when you're doing this and it's like, why is stuff not happening? But then. You take a step back and it's like, you know, it's a, it all happens when it's supposed to happen. It always has. And you just kind of got to, you got to trust. You got to do all you can, not worry about things you can't control and just trust that process and have fun with it. Absolutely. Cooper Allen, this was fantastic. Thanks for going into the, the nitty gritty with us. I really appreciate it. Matt, I really appreciate it, man. Great talking with you. Matt, before we get to your rant, um, you know, a sure. few others have... Um, gained popularity and even label support from TikTok. F2020, uh, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. Pr- Priscilla Block um, and then Robin Ottolini um, signed with Warner Nashville in October, but has she's she lives in Canada. She's from Toronto, Ontario. She hasn't even visited Nashville yet as an artist due to the pandemic. Wow. So interesting uh, how she got her record deal. A lot of these folks got their record deals from their home thanks to this app it's amazing amazing. isn't it you know and i know we started this by talking about the negatives the politicals the cancel culture the the embattled elements of tiktok but i think it really is it's the platform more so than spotify more so than apple music instagram or anything that's going to lift up these these artists i think just because of the way it works the way the interaction works we talked about it. You heard me say to Cooper, it kind of works in a vacuum. You know, you can get 100, 200, 300,000 followers within a number of months. I know a, a emergency room technician 
who does comedy videos, he gained five million followers in in like three or four months. Like were those just, all organic? Yeah, exactly. Organic. He was shocked. Wow. Uh, so it really is kind of this vacuum where you can pull in support very quickly. And we talked about how it translates to the real world and how you have to have a plan for it to translate to the real world and how it's mm -hmm. going to benefit you long term. It's it's a weird paradox that the pandemic is the reason these accounts get their following up so quickly, but they can't tour and test out that following in the real world. So it'll be right. interesting as touring comes back to see how much fame these TikTok folks really get and who rises above. And I hope Cooper's one of them because his music really, really good. Here's my rant, okay? Okay. Independent artists and this show. And I'm going here. <laughs> oh, yes, you, you know are. Exact, you and know you know exactly, what? You're, you're taking me by surprise, but go ahead. Let and you out. know exactly where I'm going here because it's mm -hmm. an important justification. I know we're going to hear... I know we're going to get emails. Hey, you have this independent artist. Here's a similar independent artist. Okay, well, what is that independent artist doing beyond releasing music? Are they, mm -hmm. are they making a name for themselves? Do they have a plan? Are they obtaining a following or are they just tossing something into the ether? We talk all the time. We literally did an interview, and I, I, think, it, I think you aired it. And I think you actually recently aired it. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to the publicist. Uh, because the publicist does what they can do with the artist. Where I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay. So instead of taking advantage of this quarantine time to work on your artistry, you went on two road trips. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there are people behind you who are breaking their ass every single day to get one listener to pay attention to what you're doing. And you have a high-powered publicist backing you, and all you can do is, and all you can say is, well, I don't know what's next. I might take another road trip. That has really started to bother me in this industry. And I think it is a product of the pandemic that these people are staying at home. They have nothing to do. They want to do media. They want to put, they want to put out their releases. They want the media attention. And we're happy to give it to them. But I said to you after that interview, I said, we have to vet these people better because if they're going to come on and say those things, frankly, that makes them look spoiled, entitled, yeah. and out of touch. And I don't want any artist that we do, whether we like their music or not, to come on this show and look spoiled, entitled, and out of touch because then we look like jackasses mm -hmm. for doing the interview and they look like they don't know what they're doing. So... You know, right. I, I might get some pushback on the on this. I don't know. I I feel you're going to weigh in here in a second, but you juxtapose somebody like Cooper, and I told him this after we get off off air. You take somebody like Cooper, who really wants to do this, who is looking five steps ahead, who is crafting an image on on TikTok. You heard me say. You know, you look like you're just sitting around at home in your apartment like everybody else on quarantine, but it's been hard to pin you down for this interview. You're busy. You know, those right. are the kinds of independent artists I want to talk to. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, part of my thing with TikTok is the um, that aspect of things. I mean, it's sure. no it's no secret. I've played drums all my life. I moved to Tennessee to work on that and focus on it. Moved to moved to L.A., did that. 
for a while. And then, um, you know, for personal reasons and stuff, I, I stopped for a while, but I've, I feel like that there's so much talent out there that it's a crapshoot as far as who gets picked up, who mm-hmm. goes viral, who gets all these followers. I've put all kinds of different videos out there and it makes me wonder how are these people doing this? Because one or two of my videos might have, you know, a decent amount of views, but it's not translating to followers, which oh, is it's what just people are it's looking just, at. You never know what's going to hit. There's no, everyone wants to talk about the algorithm with TikTok. Right. It's, 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 there's, there's no, as Cooper said, there's well, no special formula. It's right. just what hits. Right. But that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, you don't know necessarily how to go about it. Sure. But, and, and, you know, I don't know if you've seen that uh, movie, Fake Famous, or any of our listeners have. It's very... I started to watch it, and then it was just so saccharine and, super, and superficially well, done that I couldn't get through it. That's kind of the whole point of social media follow. It shows you how much isn't real. And, and mm-hmm. if you can bear through it, you should try to watch it because it will make more sense. Yeah. Um, maybe restart it, whatever you need to. But it it just makes you wonder with that. And that that's kind of what I was getting at earlier about removing it too because I just I get agitated about the talent that is out there mm-hmm. and the talent that is getting that is going viral i mean um right there's still a lot of talent going viral but i think a lot of the stuff that's going viral is dumb and isn't relevant but for some reason they're famous and then you've got people that have been trying all their life to make it that just the old cliche it's the it's the old cliche it's the cream will rise to the top um, and somebody like Cooper, I think, is cream. I think he is doing really, really good work utilizing a platform on which a lot of dumb shit happens, okay? <laughs> yeah. But but he's really utilizing it, and I find his content to be entertaining. And like I said, you know, I had his new single, Too Soon, stuck in my head before it was even released because his videos every day, he was sing along with me, sing along with me, get, and it was... You know, he wants to be in your head when you're not on your mm-hmm. phone. You know, you know and, and TikTok to me seems like a full-time job that I can't focus yep. on. And, exactly. and that's the other thing. When you're producing these videos, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of them came, you know, the TikTok boom came due to the pandemic. I, I know my daughter used to have it when it was musically. And then, of course, it flipped to TikTok. Sure. And then, of course, it almost got banished and so forth. And I think that really brought, that platform more so to the public eye like well i can i need to go check out this platform and see what's going on here and then people started producing these videos they had a lot more time that they could focus producing videos i could sit here all day and play drums but i'm i'm not going to record 95 percent of it because to me it's a it, it's going to be the same thing because i'm not playing with a band and i haven't figured out how these people are playing to these master recordings and putting them out there not getting flagged when we can't even produce a damn news show and get flagged you know uh we, we get flagged all the time that's why you see more uh still photos than you do video footage because 
the damn algorithms flag it and we don't get yeah. the show out there. So um, that that's kind of my hate affair with it because <laughs> th there's just there's no way to figure that out. And, you know, most of these people likely are not paying for these master recording, you know, licensing and all that. Maybe they are. I don't know. But yeah. I, I could produce all the videos I want playing along with, you know, all kinds of songs that have the drums removed or even with them. But I, I don't feel like putting the work into it and then it getting flagged and not getting out there. So sure. I choose not to do that. But I know there are other ways. And it's good for the ones that, who deserve it. Not saying that everybody doesn't. But I, I am just annoyed at how it works more than anything. And right. it's, not, it's not because I haven't made it. It's just because there's a no, lot of stupid it. stuff on there that... I get it, and that's, it, and that's why I focus on the positive, right? That's why I focus on I'm just a, people like I'm Cooper. just a Debbie Downer. <laughs> nah, that's why I focus on the positive. People like Cooper, I hope, can use this platform to have a career in the real world when the real world resumes fully. Um, and make no mistake, he still performs. I think one day we were going to do it, and he had a showcase somewhere. So that it's yeah. coming back. Um, but to my larger point, hiring a publicist doesn't make you a star. Having a manager doesn't make you a star. Right. What I want people to get from this episode is that if you're listening to this and you want to be an artist, is that putting in the work is what makes you a star. Putting in the work yeah. is what could make you successful and make you a star. I mean, I get hit up all the time about artists. And, you know, we, we take artists, obviously, depending on uh, if we know them or heard of them or, you know, relationships with the publicist, whatever. So you might hear more newer artists than, than you might want to um, because of the relationships we have with some of these publicists. But at some point, you know, there, there's, like you said, you can't control, they can't control, we can't control what the artist does. We've done video interviews and the, they don't turn their cameras on, although it, they know it ahead of time it's a video interview. So that that goes to me with part of the work. If you know you're mm -hmm. doing a Zoom interview, turn get camera ready, turn that Zoom camera on, and be on camera because those are those are the ones we want. We want the video interviews that kind of you know we can dub the audio and make it an an, an audio version as well. But the video aspect is where things are at right now and it's hard to do that when it's just a picture of you you know mm -hmm. absolutely well we've had a very lively episode of the music universe podcast i yeah, I, I hope i hope everybody gets uh, something out of our commentary and out of the interview with cooper allen for the music universe podcast i'm matt and i'm buddy thanks for listening subscribe via tmupod.com we're everywhere now and uh, be sure to check out the music universe.com for the latest news and more and follow us on socials at the music uni take care <laughs>